Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, when we record such podcasts as this, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. One more thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a movie quote, but that was a quote in honor of our subject today. So let me get something out of the way. I was wrong. I'm very rarely wrong, but this time I was wrong. Because back in our prediction show for 2011, I said that 2011 would come and go without the iPhone coming to Verizon. Then I went to CES and there was mention that Verizon was going to make a big announcement the week after CES. And by the time I left CES, it was all but a certainty that that announcement would be the iPhone would come to Verizon. And lo and behold, such was the case. Indeed, I think this is the first time that I've actually gotten one of our predictions right to the point where I might actually win a point for it in our recap. Yeah. Well, we'll find out when that when December rolls around. <laughs> and we'll There's see a lot of time between now and then. Whoever's holding the red pen of death. And, and the amazing thing is it only took until January 12th for us to get that far. Man, was 12 of, days into the year before I got one totally wrong. Yahtzee. Oh, man. So, yes, at the time we were recording the podcast, the Verizon iPhone has been announced officially, but has not yet been released right. officially. And according to our publication schedule, this episode should come out bef- even before you can get your, your hot little hands on a Verizon iPhone, but not too long before, because... Uh, they're starting to allow pre-orders starting at the beginning of February, correct? Yes, February 3rd, if you are an existing Verizon customer, um, which is very nice. A lot, some, a lot of companies actually sort of prefer to push the bonus out to the new people to get them to come on board. But in this case, Verizon is offering them the phone on February 3rd for pre-orders. And then uh, for everyone else, uh, February 10th. Right. So... But it's not going to be long. They had to, This had to have been in the works for quite some time in order for Apple to turn around that many iPhones, because a lot of people are expecting the iPhone to do very well indeed on Verizon. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the way the United States major carriers kind of fall into to place... I thought you were about to say, if you're not familiar with the iPhone... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? If you're not familiar with the iPhone... I mean, not everyone um, is, but I'm assuming that most right. of the people on the podcast. Are, are you from the past? It's <laughs> uh, my but, little IT crowd moment. Yeah, the uh, the uh, United States carriers are a little different than they are elsewhere in the world. Right. Yeah. Well, and in the United States, we have lots of different carriers, but we have four major ones, right? Right. And the biggest of them all, as far as the number of customers, is Verizon. Yes. So it goes it, it, correct me if i'm wrong i'm doing this from memory mm-hmm. it's verizon at&t sprint t-mobile that is correct okay good as of, as of this recording right so iphone of course in the united states was exclusive to at&t for the first several years of its existence yes in fact um they it was it was it was public knowledge that the agreement was private. Right. They had some sort of deal that spanned yeah, right. an unknown amount of time, and they just said, yes, it is exclusive to AT&T for 
Uh, well, we're not telling you for how long, but it's exclusive. Yeah, the 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 number I saw more often than not was five years. Yeah, I agree. which is that's what I based my prediction off of because uh, by my by my reckoning, mm-hmm. it would mean that 2012 would be the first year outside of that exclusivity agreement, assuming that it was not renewed. Right, and, and clearly, whatever the length of time it was, it's over now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, why would it makes sense from a con- customer base that the uh, that Apple would want the iPhone to get onto Verizon because Verizon's got more customers than AT and T. Ah, so, but there are problems with that. Yes, there are problems with that. What's one of the, the What's the biggest one? The biggest one would be the difference in technology used for by the different carriers to uh, handle voice and data. Yes. Um, on on AT and T and T Mobile systems, uh, they use GSM, which is I, I guess it's fair to say the global standard. Right. There's Most places in the world use GSM. There are a few other countries besides the United States that have the other one that we're about to talk about. But CDMA. most CDMA. Yes, CDMA. But most use GSM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Sprint, Nextel, and uh, and Verizon use CDMA, right. which is and the United States is by far the largest market for CDMA technology. Yeah, and. Uh, which is both a good and a bad thing, right? It means sure. that if if you do just domestic travel, if you live in the United States and you just do domestic travel, CDMA is great technology. You've got pretty good coverage pretty much anywhere you go. Uh, if you do global travel, then that becomes a problem. You don't really have a phone capable of making calls on other networks because the technology is not compatible. That's the really important thing is CDMA and GSM, they don't work with each other. Right. But you could get a... There are phones out there that have chips for both. Right. Uh, some of the CDMA phones have a SIM card slot because, uh, you know, they, the uh, number is essentially baked into the hardware yeah. for CDMA phones. Um, whereas if you have a GSM phone and you've actually taken it apart a little bit, you know, maybe just the, taking the battery out to see the SIM card or watch them put it in at the store, you know that basically your number and your phone book in some cases and uh, some other information is stored on that card. And you can take your SIM card out of your phone, if you have a GSM phone, put it in another phone, and there you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, but not so much with a CDMA phone. And people who take who have uh, Verizon, for example, and go to a country where there is GSM, if they have one of the, the dual-mode phones, I'm not sure exactly how you would refer to that, but um, there's a slot where you can insert a GSM card and you can you know get a SIM card and st- and snap it in place and use your phone. Right. Um, of course, I, I'm sure that means that you're using a different phone number, but at least you can use your phone. So the 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 news about the iPhone coming to Verizon was both surprising and not surprising. Uh, it was not surprising because, of course, like I said, you know, the Verizon has a lot of customers, and yeah. of course, if you if you make a product, you want to hit as many customers as you possibly can. It was surprising in the sense that it meant that they, that Apple had to re-engineer some of its uh, phone in order for it, there to be a CDMA version, right? That's right. Couldn't just couldn't just plop out the other, you know, the GSM based one with a couple of changes. It actually takes quite a bit. And there's some differences between the Verizon version and the AT and T version that are carrier based, not necessarily hardware based. That's true. Um, you can see evidence of the difference when you actually look at the phone. There's a, a visible difference. Um, if you look at the antennas, which is uh, famously now after AntennaGate, uh, the, the band around the outside of the iPhone 4, um, you can see that the antennas of a Verizon 
iPhone and a an AT&T iPhone are joined differently in different places. Right. And so in you, fact, one of the buttons is moved a little bit. So if you get a bumper for an AT&T phone, it's not going to fit your Verizon iPhone. Yeah, I've seen that AT&T is starting to carry, um, or at least uh, I don't know if they're carrying it, but there are third-party bumper cases out there that are designed to be universal. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They're, the openings are a little larger so that it can accommodate a button, whether it's been moved over a little bit or not. Yeah, it's um, the ringer mute switch if you're if you're keeping score at home. It also means that because there are the antennas uh, aligned a different way on the Verizon phone, that there's a totally new way that you can hold it wrong. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that for a fact. I have not used a Verizon iPhone. The uh, CNET report that I read uh, said that they had tried it out and they couldn't could not find a grip of death, uh, as is known. If you're if you're unfamiliar with this, we should we should actually. I guess mention this. Sure. Um, AT&T's iPhone, uh, or the iPhone that, that was used with AT&T, uh, when the iPhone 4 first came out, it was criticized because uh, if you touch certain parts, the, the antenna, there are actually uh, different pieces to the antenna that go around the outside, the stainless steel band that you see there around the outside. And if you touch it in a certain way, you create a short circuit that drops calls. Yeah. Um, and... You know, it, it, the problem exists more for some people than others. Some say that it has to do with the electrolytes in your sweaty hands. Some people say whether or not it's your left-handed because you'd yeah. be holding the phone in your left hand, and that would make that would mean that you would be more likely to make that connection. Yeah, uh, the problem is is solved pretty easily if you put a rubber bumper around the outside of it. Right. Um, but uh, of course, it, people have a, a pretty high standard for Apple's iPhone, and uh, the the idea that it wasn't perfect. Uh, you know, made some people laugh with glee, and other people, you know, stamp their feet, and stamp scream. their feet and scream. Yeah, the um, and and we should also add that this was a problem that was new to the iPhone four. That's right, because the previous uh, iPhone versions did not have the antenna exposed like that. Yeah. Uh, so the iPhone on Verizon, we have not played with it yet. Nope. Um, I have seen some reviews. I saw that Consumer Reports was actually cautioning people against buying it, and it, mm-hmm. I've seen the same sentiment echoed throughout the blogosphere and various tech journalists have said the same thing. And essentially what their point is, is not that the iPhone and Verizon is a bad product right? or that Verizon offers a poor service, Mm -hmm. but rather that if Apple is following its normal MO, then we should see a, uh, an update to the iPhone this summer. Right. Tends to be in June that we see these, these announcements. Right. And that, uh, it may not be immediately available when the announcement's made, but shortly thereafter it tends to be available. So if there's an iPhone 5 on the way, or some sort of update to the iPhone 4, kind of like the way the, the iPhone 3GS was an update to the iPhone 3G, mm-hmm. uh, then it makes sense to wait instead of purchasing an iPhone 4 now and then a few months later you're, you're faced with the fact that, you know, you're, your device is already not, not obsolete, but outdated. Right, right. So um, buyer beware, I guess. I mean, it really depends on what you've been used to, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there are plenty of people out there who are still using uh, dumb phones or feature phones. I'm looking at one, I think. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there are plenty of people out there who have phones that they, they don't fall into the smartphone bracket. And they've been waiting for something like the iPhone. Uh, you know, they aren't necessarily um, enamored of the other operating systems that are available out there, whether it's Android or Windows Phone Seven or or Blackberries. Uh, you know, the the RIM operating system, or Palm's WebOS, or Palm's WebOS. Well, you know, where are you going to buy one of those? 
Verizon. Well, yeah. they used to have them. Yeah. Um, so there, there are very few differences actually in the iPhone four that that you would actually notice. I mean, they're the the cost, the price point is the same: one hundred ninety nine dollars for the sixteen gigabyte version, uh, two ninety nine for the thirty two. Um, Don't really know what the data plan is going to be yet. That's that's true, and it doesn't, as as you said, uh, have a SIM card slot, so you will not be able to use it on a GSM network. Also, but, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. But it does have data. You're right, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, you know, Verizon still has unlimited data plans, if I'm not mistaken. Right. We don't know if AT&T that's going to dropped. Yeah, you know, we don't know if that's going to stay the same once the iPhone goes live. We also don't know. Apparently, right now, anyway, uh, as soon as the iPhone hits the the store shelves, it will not be capable of doing uh, simultaneous data and voice, which means you can't have a phone call while you are surfing the web at the same time. But supposedly, that an update will follow. Possibly in the spring. Okay. What I had read, now I don't, I don't know if this is true or not. What I read was that was a problem with CDMA more than it was with the iPhone's ability to do that. No, I, I think so it is. A, it is, it is a carrier. The, I think it's a carrier issue, uh, not a hardware issue. Which is why Verizon, sense. which is why Verizon said they were working on it and they expected to fix that by spring. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was curious when I read that and wrote that down. I went, really? Is that? Okay. It's one of those things where, I mean, you, you see these problems pop up in devices occasionally, and sometimes you just, you're just you left scratching your head about it. Mm-hmm. And really, it just means that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Yes. And um, and that's why. I mean, it probably makes perfect sense from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there is another capability that the Verizon iPhone has as that, as you said, is not necessarily tied to hardware, and that's its ability to function as a hotspot for yes. Wi-Fi. Yeah, actually, the the AT and T one could do that, but that feature is not enabled that, in the United again, States by AT and T. Is carrier specific? Yeah. So by that we mean that you could create a little hotspot with your phone and connect up to I think it's five other devices to it. Yes, that's what I have. So your phone would be connected to uh, the 3G network. Um, because that's another thing we should point out is hmm. the Verizon iPhone does not work on their LTE network. Yes, and that that's that's true of the uh, the AT and T iPhone four as well. They're both three G network phones, right? So that also would sort of lead one to believe, especially with the push for four G right now, that it might be a good time to just not wait a couple of months, do anything, and see how that pl- that plays out. Because I don't know if uh, either of these phones will be upgradable. I kind of doubt it. Right. Yeah, because usually you need another chip in order. Because LTE, yes. L- at least LTE anyway, is it a, a different technology. Yes, it is. Um, with If you're looking at, uh, at the HSPA Plus, <laughs> the the old technology that gets 4G speeds, that's the, that's the technology that T-Mobile yes. refers to as 4G on their phones. Uh, because you're getting 4G speeds, even though it's not technically a 4G technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would assume you'd even have to have special equipment for that. I know that my phone's capable of doing that, and I love it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, getting back to the hotspot, the idea here is that your your phone is connecting to data through the 3G network mm-hmm. and then creates a Wi-Fi hotspot that other devices can connect to. So if you have a happen to have another device there that does not have... 3G capability or doesn't have any uh has it's just Wi-Fi only you right. could connect it to your phone uh via the Wi-Fi and then get data that way. Yep. Now um there's something else that I thought about and I was thinking about this and was uh you know 
going over the idea in my head and going, okay, well, there, other than a few differences in the technology required, um, the iPhone 4 is not all that different from the one that's on AT&T, uh, AT&T's network. But I do think this is kind of an interesting move because, um, by and large, phones, at least in the United States, phones are specific to carrier. And now we're taking the almost exactly the same phone and moving it to multiple carriers. And I wonder if that's going to open doors for other manufacturers, such as Motorola, for example. Could you have the Droid move to Sprint? So you have it on Sprint and Verizon. Or, uh, you know, LG's or HTC's phones, will they, the same model be available other than, you know, CDMA or GSM? Or actually, right. most of the carriers are going with LTE for 4G. So. It seems like it would just be that much more portable. Will this? Will this? Do you think this is going to open the door to uh, give the manufacturers more control over which carriers they can shop their phones to? Well, we've seen some of that before. Like Nokia has phones that are appearing on on multiple carriers, but in those cases, they tend to not be supported by the carriers in a uh, subsidized way. Because mm-hmm. in the United States, one of the other big things that's different from a lot of the other countries in the world is that. Uh, most of the phones that we purchase tend to be subsidized by the carrier, and you you know you agree to enter into a contract, usually two years, although you can get one year contracts as well, um, with that carrier. And as part of that agreement, you get uh, the, part of the purchase price is knocked off of the device, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if usually were, a significant portion, of right. the, the cost. If you were buying an iPhone outright, it'd be around six hundred dollars, I think. Something like that, yeah, five hundred, six hundred dollars in there. Yeah. So when you enter into this contract, they knock off some of that purchase price. Now, if you were to actually examine the contract, you'd realize that through the various fees that you're paying. Over the course of the lifetime of the device, you're going to pay more than you would on that upfront purchase price, right? Mm-hmm. But it's easier to do because it's spread out over time. It's not all at once. You know, if you see, if I see a phone in front of me and it says it's five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars, I balk at that price. And I know that there are people around the world who that's their reality. They go out and they buy a smartphone. That's how much it's going to cost. And then, right. but they're not tied to a specific contract, right? So. Um, I think if you, I think if we do see more devices appearing on other carriers, there's the, there's at least the potential that it moves to a more, uh, uh, well, to to the same model that most other countries are following, which is that, yeah, it's not tied to a specific carrier, but you're going to have to pay for that. You know, you're going to have to pay the the full price for that model as opposed to a subsidized price. Yeah. Yeah, well, we saw we saw evidence of that with Google's Nexus One phone, which was made by HTC, um, and they initially were planning on offering it um, in unlocked. So it was a GSM phone that you could use with um, AT and T uh, or T Mobile, and I mean you you could actually have it subsidized by T Mobile, um, or you could buy the unlocked version, and there was something like what four hundred dollars difference yeah. in the price between. Uh, a T-Mobile two-year contract and getting it that way. Of course, uh, they never really came out with the the uh, they they kind of ended the Nexus One program before it moved to other carriers. They had been planning a Verizon phone, which never actually made it um, yeah. to the to the carrier. Um, but yeah, I mean that you know if you were watching that whole thing, you would have seen firsthand the difference that the subsidy makes. Um, but I have started seeing. Rumors that there will be an iPhone headed for Sprint 
Um, and of course, the the rumors have been back and forth with T-Mobile simply because uh, T-Mobile, if I'm not mistaken, is currently the largest uh, wireless provider in the world, although the fourth largest in the United States. T-Mobile has the rights to the iPhone in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there have been pictures of packaging with iPhone. I- I've actually seen people on the blog on blogs post photos of iPhone accessories in the T-Mobile livery. And I'm going, yeah, well, they would actually have a reason to have those accessories Mm. packaged in their colors because they sell the iPhone, just not here in the United States. Right. So international travelers would definitely want that. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we're seeing, I've been seeing the rumors for Sprint now that the Verizon announcement has come down. So I wonder if... Uh, there's an exclusivity agreement at all or a semi-exclusive agreement between those two carriers or if Apple's going to say, you know what, we want as many people as we can get no matter what. We've got the iPhone. It's desirable. I'm pretty certain that during their um, press conference where Verizon unveiled the fact that they were having the iPhone, to no surprise at that point. Yes. (laughs) Because everyone was essentially saying, today's the day Verizon's going to talk about the iPhone. Yep. I mean, it was that was all over the news. Yes. Um, but when they announced it, they said there is no exclusivity agreement. Right. So that that means there's at least the potential that the the iPhone could move to the other carriers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the other carriers would love to see that. It would it would even the playing field across all carriers. Uh, I read somewhere, and this is take this with a grain of salt. I cannot sure. verify it. But I read somewhere that essentially during a, a, a press call, a T-Mobile representative uh, essentially said that the company had lost around 10% of its customer base to AT&T because of the iPhone. Yeah. So, you know, you think, well, now Verizon's got the iPhone too. If you've got people who were holding off on moving, changing carriers because they had heard, perhaps they had heard that AT&T's um, was not being reliable as far as uh, uh, being able to hold a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for people who are living in San Francisco or New York, where we heard that all the time, especially from tech journalists. They were saying, I, I love my iPhone, except I can't, you know, it keeps dropping calls on me. Right. Or I don't get my messages. You know, I'll leave the building, and then five minutes later, I suddenly get a notification that I missed, like, 12 calls while, during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they may very well be tempted to go to Verizon if they think that Verizon's going to provide a, a more consistent service. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what Apple does, whether or not you know it, it tries to to expand even further. My what I'm wondering is how is the iPhone moving to Verizon really going to affect the whole smartphone landscape in the United States? Um, leading up to this this announcement, Android was actually gaining and not just gaining ground, but but out outperforming Apple in the market. Right. Now you could argue and legitimately argue that part of that is because Android's on a whole bunch of different phones on all the different carriers. Right. You know, it's not like the iPhone is one line of products. You have several generations of it, but it's one line of products. Whereas Android is an operating system that you can find on handsets manufactured from multiple vendors Mm -hmm. and on multiple carriers. So there's no surprise that it would be doing well, especially for, you know, for the carriers that did not have the iPhone. Right. People who were customers of a carrier, they wanted a smartphone. They were not willing to switch carriers or maybe not able to. They, a lot of them went with the Android. So 
Do you think that the iPhone going to Verizon is going to shake that up? Do you think that Apple's going to regain market dominance in smartphones or at least leadership in, in that market? Well, I think that it's certainly going to put Apple and Google at uh, a more competitive stance with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not you know, to Google's <laughs> advantage, um, not because I think Apple will steamroll Google, but uh, Google had a decided advantage in being on multiple carriers at one time. Mm-hmm. And now this is going to open the door for Apple to regain or gain customers moving from dumb phones uh, or from older phones who are upgrading. It will give them an, an opportunity on a much bigger carrier um, to to do that. Uh, but it's this is sort of double-edged. This is good for Apple because now they've got access to all these customers. Um, if they can open the doors to Sprint and T-Mobile, they'll have the big four. Um, and that that's good for them. But as some tech journalists have pointed out, this is also going to really enable people to see the uh, how good the iPhone really is in comparison to its uh, Google counterparts because um, a lot of the problems that have been experienced over the years with, say, dropped calls um, and uh, data speeds mm-hmm. um, have been... At, by some people attributed to AT&T's network. Right, not now, to the device. Not to the device itself. Now that you have essentially the exact same device, mostly, um, on a different network, you can see, you're going to see uh, people evaluating these two against one another. It's not right. going to be Android versus iOS anymore. It's going to be uh, Verizon versus AT&T's network, and you're going to see pretty much laid bare whether Apple's iPhone is really is uh, is really being held back by AT&T's network. And AT&T may get the, the opportunity to point their fingers and say, ha, we yeah. told you so. See? Or they may go, See? yeah, we've been meaning to look at that. Yeah. So um, part of it may be alleviated by iPhone fans moving from AT&T to Verizon and unburdening the network at AT&T, too. So there's that. It's not completely yeah. scientific, but... Um, but you're going to see that, and and Apple actually has a different advantage too. Um, the one the one big complaint that anti Apple people have uh, that I've heard about the iPhone is, you know, hey, it's a closed shop. You have the App Store, and that's where you buy the apps. You don't have choice there. You don't have uh, the choice of manufacturers. Well, that's true, but that's one of the big complaints people have about Android is it's a, a different experience on different handsets and on different carriers. Right. Um, like, so, like the fact that the latest build of Android can be found on a, on very few phones, and then mm-hmm. a larger group of phones have the build behind that, and then some more have the build behind that, and then and then you start getting it's kind of diamond shape, right? At the very top, you've got some phones that have the latest build of Android. Yes. And at the very bottom, you have some phones that are stuck with the oldest or or really old builds of Android, like one point six. Um, and then in the middle, you've got all the Android phones that are running either a version or two versions behind. And and that means that the experience across Android phones is not consistent. Yep. And th- and it's true, too, that if you look at, uh, at least at my phone carrier, at look at the phones, the Android phones that are available, you can buy different Android phones. Like you'll see versions of the the operating system are different on different phones. Yeah. And if you start doing a little research, you'll find that there are no plans to upgrade 
such and such a phone at all. Yeah, and so you cases, may be behind and not there's no chance that you're going to, to move up. Yeah. So you you may be paying forty nine dollars for a cool Android phone, but there's a cooler Android phone for two hundred dollars more than that that will get an upgrade that your phone will never get. Right. And I, I don't know that people understand that necessarily. Some sure lots of them do, but you know, if you don't do a little research, you may find that you're stuck in an older version of the operating system. And of course, that's true for for the iPhone as well. I mean, I'm I'm sure uh, if I don't say this, people will write in and tell us this. Yes, of course, if you have uh, you know an iPhone from a couple generations ago, there's not a chance that you're going to get upgraded to the latest iOS. You know, yeah. and yeah, they they abandon people too. But the yeah. the experience may differ. You, if you buy the latest iPhone from a carrier. You're likely to get the you know newest experience, the most recent operating system. You're probably good for a couple upgrades. Yeah, at least until the next yeah. version of the iPhone comes out, and then probably still for another couple of updates until yeah. it. What really we get to is that the operating system tends to outstrip the capabilities of the hardware. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. And so it's not necessarily that the carriers or or the operating system uh, designers. Are being malicious. No, not sometimes at all. sometimes it's just the fact that your device can't handle the next level of the operating system. Now, in some cases, it's I don't know what the reasoning is. Well, they uh, of course they want to outdo the competition. Uh, we we talk about competition all the time and how this is this is great that we have Android and the new Windows Phone software and uh, Blackberries. Uh, you know, doing some serious, been doing some serious upgrades and has their application store. So these are all working against one another and they're, they're forcing each other to innovate. Yes. And that's cool, but as they innovate the operating system on each of the, their, their services, eventually your hardware is going to get left behind because to run these fancy new applications, well, you know, you're going to have to upgrade your hardware. Yes. Yeah. That, that doesn't work, uh, to the detriment of the carrier or the, uh, the phone manufacturer, except for you know network capacity, yeah, that might actually be another play into another reason why some carriers don't allow certain OS upgrades to hit certain Android phones, mm-hmm. because it lets them market newer phones over the older phones. Like if you keep upgrading, the, if you keep allowing these updates to hit the older Android phones, assuming that the older Android phones are capable of running the OS, mm-hmm. uh, then you give that person less reason to upgrade their phone, right? Because right. their old phone can ke- keep up with the newer th- phones. So there's always this conspiracy theory element where you're thinking maybe the carrier is hol- withholding Android updates so that it can market the newest Android phones and sell those and then just keep you on a continual uh, cycle of upgrading your phone every X number of months. In a uh, in a related note, the Verizon New Every Two program is going away. They announced that right about the time. I don't think it was on the same day, but it was right about the time I saw it. It was one of those headlines that was a very small headline at the bottom of the page. But they used to have this deal where uh, after two years you would get a I think a hundred dollar subsidy or something in addition to whatever the discount was for renewing your contract. Huh. And they're doing away with that. And I don't know if it's necessarily iPhone four related. But I wouldn't be surprised if that didn't factor into the decision to end the program. Hmm. Um, in fact, I think the article I read said, you know, they've probably been considering this for quite some time, but this certainly isn't going yeah. to this, encourage them to continue. It was a definite in kick in the pants. Yes, because they they will sell Verizon will sell a lot of iPhones. Yeah. Let me um, 
we've been going on for about a little over half an hour. Yeah, we should probably so wrap this up a bit. Yeah. But um, because in order to save some face after my disastrously oh. embarrassing uh, uh, prediction went so wrong less than two weeks into the new year, uh, allow me to make a new prediction, which okay. is that at least in the short term, with the iPhone coming to Verizon, Apple will regain leadership in the smartphone market in the United States. Yeah, see, I'm not willing to say that. I'm, uh, I'm willing to say it. Okay. I'm willing to say that wow. enough people are going to either move to the iPhone from a dumb phone or switch from their whatever smartphone they're using on, especially Verizon customers. Verizon customers who have always wanted to have an iPhone, but then they felt like they settled for a different smartphone. Now, when I say that, that's not my own personal opinion. I'm an Android owner, and I love my Android phone. Yeah. But and I'm most saying, of my friends who have Android love it. So. But for some people, some people got an Android phone not because they really wanted an Android phone. They wanted a smartphone, and they could not get the iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Right. So those people are going to switch. The people with the dumb phones who have always wanted a smartphone, now they're going to be like, oh, awesome, I can have an iPhone now. They're going to switch. You're going to have new customers switching as well. Now, some of them are going to be AT&T to Verizon. So in reality, you're not going to have any gain there. It's just going to be a lateral move. Right. But I think that uh, Android's leadership was not overwhelming. Like they were not they were not by far outstripping Apple in the smartphone market. So I think Apple's going to regain leadership in that space and maybe for a year. Mm-hmm. It might be a year before we see how that how that pans out for the long term. It may be that they regain leadership and they never let go, mm-hmm. but we'll have to see. But that's my new prediction. Okay. All right. If any of you guys have predictions about the Verizon iPhone, like I predict I will go and buy one, you can let us know. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle there is techstuffhsw, or you can shoot us an email. That email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And Chris and I will talk to you again, maybe even on an iPhone, really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?